Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. This is episode 1014 with Adele Spragan. We're discussing her new book, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. Enjoy. Hello, Adele. Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. Great to have you here. Great to be here, Lee. Thanks for having me. No, no. Fantastic to have you here. You've got a new book launched, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. That's right. Congratulations. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Yes. Yeah. It's it's quite unique material as you're about to find out. So it's it's going very very well. What's your background, Adele? What what's, uh, um, what's prompted you to write this book? Well, I've been in the personal development field for over thirty years now, and Perfect. but for the first first fifteen of those, I was following all the standard operating instructions, right? So work with your mindset and set better goals and make sure that you can achieve everything. And frankly, it was working very, very poorly for me. Um, I had a terrible pattern of procrastination of quitting. I quit three businesses one after another. And so um, I decided to see if I could understand my my mind better. So I enrolled in university. I went and I got my master's. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I studied how this human brain of ours is making decisions. And based on that, I came up with new operating instructions, which work remarkably well. What sort of businesses were you involved in? You said you, you, you struggled yourself with businesses, procrastinating. Oh, I, start, I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started three businesses, one after another. And every time I got after yeah, the yeah, launch yeah. stage, just well, what sort of businesses were they? Oh, I see. Um, well, I was a yoga instructor, so I decided to create a series of yoga manuals. Quit that. Um, I created something very interesting. I reached out to children all over the world and I asked them to create a picture of peace and send it to me. And then we had, I partnered up with a college and we created a peace puzzle. So we created a peace puzzle, which was 60 feet by 60 feet. And then we were going to get sell merchandise and really build information around peace, global peace, quit that. Um, what was my third? Oh, my third business was very interesting. I wanted to work with seniors and help them to build community projects after retirement. Um, launched a very successful launch. The group absolutely loved it, walked away from that. Okay. So very creative mind, consistently quitting. Entrepreneurship. I think it's... Um... Not an uncommon story, huh? People come into this this world of entrepreneurs. I've done it myself and, you know, haven't quit. They just haven't really gone anywhere with anything. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a hard battle. I mean, if, especially if you've got a creative mind, you've got all these ideas coming out. And then you just yeah, don't I think go for through me, with them. The- I don't know. Is it, finding your, is it finding your spot and finding your, your pattern? Well, no, for me, what was happening was um, I had a terrible pattern of people pleasing. So anytime that I thought that I had upset somebody in any way, stranger, friend, it didn't matter. um, It would cause me to have tremendous anxiety, tremendous panic. And then that would cause me to turn tail and quit. And after I quit my third business, I finally had to wake up to this isn't the business idea. This isn't the partners. I, I was great. I would enroll sponsors. I would enroll partners. I was really enthusiastic in the beginning. Mm. And then this people-pleasing pattern would just have me panic. And so, you know, by the, like I said, third business, I went, okay, Adele, there's something off. There's something 
incorrect about how your patterns are perceiving the situation. And that's what really had me study the human mind. And what I determined was absolutely true. The human brain works via patterning. So once we create a pattern in our brain, that pattern takes priority. And it's that action that the brain wants to take over and over again. In my case, I had a pattern for quitting. And so once I discovered that and figured out how to change that pattern, everything shifted. I mean, I've been in this business for over 10 years now. And it's not like I'm holding on Lee trying not to quit, right? It's, it's like I literally stepped out of one identity in which quitting was possible into another identity in which it just isn't. It's that night and day. Gotcha, gotcha. So now your new business, you're doing coaching. Is that, is that correct? So I teach the four-step repatterning technique. I teach the technique that I devised in order to change my own brain patterns. And people use it in so all sorts of ways. I mean, you know, it works for relationships. It works for conflicts. It works for anything really that limits us and gets in our way. Once mm. we understand the human brain, we can change those patterns. Okay. And change those Because you talk about, you know, positive thinking, willpower, all that sort of thing as a thing of the past. Can you describe, yes. well, just explain to us what's, what's shift all about? Maybe you've got four steps and perhaps we can touch on, I don't want to go into the detail of it because I guess that's what people can get your book for, but perhaps you can just touch on the overriding theme of this patterns and shift of patterns. Yeah, sure. So the old operating instructions, how we are taught to work the brain is that we are taught to set a goal. And then you're taught to determine the steps to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. If you're not following those steps, find somebody who, who you can follow in their footsteps, learn what they did and just do it. If you're still not doing it, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with your mindset. Upgrade that. There should be no reason that you shouldn't achieve your goals. When we know how the brain works, though, how the patterning actually works, and I should say, Lee, that it's only been in the last 20, 25 years or so that we've really, that neuroscience has really had those modern brain scanners to peek inside the human brain in a non-invasive way. So most of the information that is showing up is relatively new. And one of the things that neuroscience has now determined is that the action that you are about to take is already predetermined in the unconscious regions of your brain before the conscious mind knows you are going to take that action. Now, if you think about that, that changes everything because it doesn't matter if you know what steps to take. If you don't have a pattern in your brain that is capable of taking that step, you just won't take it. And mm -hmm. that's what was happening with me. It didn't matter how much I pushed through. I just, my brain was just not going to do it. Yeah. And so here's the new operating instructions set a goal. But the next question is not how do I get there? The next question is, why am I not there now? And what will happen is you'll start to notice that a whole bunch of actions, behaviors, beliefs start bubbling up into your mind. What are you not doing that you should be doing? What behaviors are you adopting that aren't working? What beliefs do you hold about yourself, about the world, about the project that is stopping you from moving forward? Great. Knowing those under each one of those, there lies a brain pattern. Yeah. Now your job is to remove that brain pattern. It is not to fix anything. There's nothing broken. It is just simply to apply a technique which takes that brain pattern away. Now your brain will do what it does brilliantly, which is create a new pattern. And at that point, you've got an opportunity to take a new action. 
gotcha. Running on the uh, subconscious mind and uh, neural pathways, which I guess are the patterns that are uh, embedded in our in our in our mind. What? So listening out there, someone's listening, going, "Okay, well, I've got." Is it a problem in our relationship, or a problem with our health, or a problem with maybe some some habits, or a problem with work? We can apply these techniques to to that to to get a shift. Absolutely. Anything, really. I mean, anything that's not working is the result of a brain pattern. And, and, and if we think about it, how the brain works, it makes total sense. Hmm. Here it is locked inside a dark, silent room. It is inside yeah. a skull that has no access to the outside world. There's no taste in here. There's no smell. There's no sound. There's nothing in here other than these neural pathways. Mm -hmm. So information is streaming in through the senses, and that information is being interpreted by the brain. And what neuroscience is now determined is that as much information as coming in is also coming out. The brain is translating inside of what it already knows. So, of course, when we're little and we're starting to create those brain patterns, because our brain, unlike animal brains, is not born with instinct, we have to learn everything. So for the moment we're born, we're piecing together these patterns, what actions we need to take. Of course, way back when, when we were five, six, seven years old, we weren't good enough at certain things, but the brain doesn't care. It holds on to that action and it continues to repeat it and it upgrades the language, but it continues to repeat that same action. And so, you know, those are the brain patterns that we have to remove because they're just obsolete. They're not wrong. Yeah. They're not bad. They're just mm. obsolete. Mm. So how do we identify that we've got an issue? Is it just through through awareness of our life that, you know? It's a great I've question. To... There's, there's two ways to tell if you're running an unworkable pattern. So I like yeah. to say there are patterns that work and there are patterns that don't work, right? So there's two ways to tell if you're running a pattern that doesn't work. Hmm. One way is you set a goal and you're just not moving in the direction of that goal. So you're procrastinating or you're- So goal setting still okay. You still, still need to set a goal. Yeah. 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 Because you want to, you want to let the unconscious regions of your brain know which direction you want to take in when that brain creates a new pattern. So you're kind of telling the brain, okay, here's the direction I want to go. All right. Mm -hmm. So you do set a goal. Yeah. Then as you're removing those patterns, um, like I said, there's, so there's two ways to tell. One way is you set a goal and you're just not taking those steps. The second way is any internal or external conflict. When you're feeling upset in some way, shame, fear, anger, and that's not working for you, that's a sign of an unworkable pattern. If there's conflict in your relationships, in the situations around you, that's a sign of an unworkable pattern. Yeah. Okay. So again, it comes down to, to self-awareness and, and being courageous enough to not only identify them, but with accepting them, isn't it? Um, so I like not to say you don't them, have but... to accept anything. Mm. <laughs> okay? You have yeah. to allow everything, but you can accept, you don't never have to accept a pattern that doesn't work. Where our no, I suppose are... accepting, like being courageous enough to say, okay, well, this is a, a pattern or problem that I have that I can identify with. And I have to, I have to hold that. Like it's, it's, it's something that exists, but most people will just shut it off. I guess, you know, they'll probably identify with something and maybe go, Oh no, that's not me. That's nothing to do with me. And maybe put it externally rather than internalize it. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I would do before when I was quitting, right? It was always Most the problem would. was in the situation. I still do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what the thing the thing that we have to know is that we swim in a world of blame and shame because nobody has taught us how our brain actually is functioning, right? So the only way that we have to navigate this world is via control, commitment, or avoiding. And so with you know, our brain creates this either or situation, either it's me or it's somebody else, either something's wrong or yeah, right. And we're just constantly trying to navigate through these waters. They're pretty shark infested. Um, There's a lot of self blame, there's a lot of other blame, a lot of conflict inside that world. But when we enter the world of patterns, there is such a deep level of gentleness and forgiveness, because If you do something, then you know that it is a pattern in your brain that took that action. And if that action didn't work, you have the ability to say, okay, that pattern is obsolete. That pattern didn't work. And then you have a tool in your pocket to remove the pattern. So there's never anything to blame or anything to fix. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a comforting sort of advice, isn't it, really? So what's, what's the four steps that we use to change these patterns? So the first step is, as you said, you have to identify it. You have to be able to know when you're running an unworkable pattern. So let's think of your brain as an iceberg. At the top of the water are all of your actions, all of your behaviors, all of your beliefs, everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel, conscious, subconscious, I don't care, let's put it above the surface of the water. Under the water is where those patterns lie, that brain patterning, which is giving rise to those. So the first step is to say, okay, what am I honestly, and be honest, brutally honest with yourself, what am I honestly not doing or doing that's not working? What behaviors am I adopting? What beliefs am I holding, right? And that that does take something that oftentimes that is hidden from a person. So I do a very, um, a, a very uh, revealing call called a deep dive where we really look at all those actions behaviors beliefs once what you know the, that um, when, when you're identifying this with people or when people are identifying themselves what are some of the hurdles that, that you find most common that people are coming up against um in what in what way relationships or business or well no just that's just, a big well, question whatever it is if, it, if it's a relationship or business or whatever the the issue is what do people struggle with the most when they identify things within themselves? Yeah, so one, one very common one is I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. I mean, oftentimes if, if they're entrepreneurs like me, it's like, oh gosh, I need more credentials before I can get out there. There's often yeah, so they, they've identified some patterns about that I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. But in that identifying process, what are some of the things that people struggle with? Like, because I think... If you ask people to identify with themselves, what they're not doing, what they're doing, um, my feeling is that most people will try and hide things that they're ashamed about or things like that. So is there a part of the process that people struggle with getting over or getting in more involved with or more honest about? Well, I mean, I think that's what I was saying, Lee, about the difference between working with patterns and working with yourself as if you are an identity. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me just explain what I meant. Yeah. If you think about how patterns work, the sum total of all the patterns that are created in your brain is is related to as if it is an identity. So Adele, 
me, right, is a sum total of patterns. If I see myself like that, then all of that shame just disappears. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not choosing to take that action. I have a pattern in my brain that is choosing to take that action. That's very different, right? I'm not actually believing that about myself. I have a pattern that believes that about me. So we take the sting out of the identity. We step back from the personal. It's not personal. It's just mm. a brain pattern that is in need of an upgrade. So once we do that, um, you know, people who talk to me, they say, wow, like they, they have never talked into a listening that doesn't judge them on some level. But when we start to relate to the world through patterns, there's never any judgment. It's just, oh, that's okay. I got a pattern that's not working. So there's something very freeing, very forgiving about that. And that's yeah. only the first step. I mean, once we identify all of those things, now we got to go into the brain and remove that pattern. And that's where the four step technique comes in. So then we can identify the pattern itself. And yeah. I'm going to give you a definition of that, a way to identify that. So a pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought three aspects of our being come together, it gives rise to an action, a behavior, a belief. Makes so sense? Intertwined, intertwined emotion, thought, or physical sensation, physical emotion, sensation. and thought. Yeah, it's in okay. that intertwining between those three aspects of being that give rise to an action. Okay. So the first step we need to do is to identify. Mm -hmm. Once we identify a pattern, which could be something like what I'm not good enough or that's the belief. The that's pattern the belief. itself it's the pattern. will be uh, an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, thought. So we can make that up. Right. So the pattern itself might be something like um, a feeling of wanting to hide the emotion of shame, the thought I'm not good enough. Right. Okay. Well, just talking um, about your personal experience, if you don't mind, when you are going through those businesses and quitting, what was the pattern that you identified? Yeah. Yeah. So my action was to run away and quit. That was the action. The pattern, the internal pattern mm. was fear, panic. That was the emotion. I would just contract and shrink, right? So my physical sensation was just to get very small. And my thought was always, oh my God, I've screwed up. I've done something wrong. I've done something to cause this person to be upset. Mm. And then from there, the action was, I have to quit. I just, I just stopped yeah. pushing past that comfort zone and running away. Right. Okay. So what's the next step after we identify this? Yeah. So step two is to own it as a pattern. It's not actually occurring out there. So, you know, if we, if we think about how the brain works and we look at something, we think that we're actually seeing this thing. So I'm holding up a pen right now. I'm looking at the pen. To me, I really think that this pen lives in the world out there. But when I know how my brain works, I know that information is coming in through my senses and my brain has a pattern for pen that it's now perceiving this to be a pen. Make sense? So I think that I'm looking at Lee, you think you're looking at Adele, but what we're really interacting with is a brain pattern in our brain for each other. So between you and me, there lives a pattern. Yeah? Makes okay. sense? Okay. okay, I think so. Right. Okay, so knowing that, I get to take ownership of that pattern and I get very, very empowered within that because 
I don't really have to deal with Lee and talk to Lee and get that communication right and explain to you and help you to understand me. And all of that goes away. The only thing I have to do if you and I are in conflict is I need to remove the pattern that my brain created for Lee. Yeah, following? Mm -hmm. Okay. At that point, Lee is going to show up as brand new inside my brain because my brain has to then create a new pattern for you. And you transform before my eyes. And it is miraculous to see. I mean, it truly is. Like I take couples from being on the verge of, new, of divorce to being like newlyweds again within eight weeks. It is that profoundly different when we remove those past patterns. Because do I actually know you? No, what you are is you're a composite of all of my past experiences translated through my brain into you, right? So this is why you can look at your spouse and say, gosh, they're just like my mother. <laughs> they're not at all just like your mother. It's just that your brain has created that relationship and now continues to impose it on the other person. So right. when we take ownership of those patterns, we get fully, fully empowered. I mean, I don't have to worry about you. I don't have to even consider you. And, and I know that doesn't sound like very nice, but on mm. the other hand, it totally is liberating for you because you don't have to worry about who you're being in me. I get to worry about that. I get to own that as my pattern. You've lost me a little bit here. Um, okay. With, with Ask the, <laughs> the, the patterns. So you're talking about you and me in this context and it's just a formation of the patterns within you that's presented in front of you, which is me. Yeah. So how the brain works is from the moment that you and I met, my brain created a pattern for you. Okay. Yeah. So that pattern lives based on what? Me. Based on your past experiences and all that based on my past experiences, based on maybe how you um, spoke our, in our initial conversation. I mean, the brain forms patterns like this, right? And they say that within five seconds, you've already formed an opinion of somebody else. So how, does your, that, your, how does the brain do Judgment that? and all that sort of stuff, just going, boom, this is who we've got here. This is who we're speaking to. So I've got this pattern about Adele. Yeah. It is already probably directs our conversation. You got it. You got it. And now you're actually interacting with that pattern. So when you're communicating with me, what you're really communicating with is the pattern that your brain has already created. Mm. So this is what causes all the conflicts in the world. Because I am a myriad of expression in reality. I am all sorts. I'm changing, shifting, changing like every human being it, all the time, right? Mm. But your brain just keeps cons creating consistency. That's how it's designed. Yeah. Okay. okay. So owning those patterns, I guess it's yes. yeah, identifying step and owning two. it and just, yep, step right. two. What's That's step right. three? So, so we own it as a pattern. Then step three is to deconstruct that pattern. It is to tease it apart. It is to put it back into just a physical sensation, just an emotion, just a thought. And that's, um, that's a little bit of a, it's an easy step, but it's a simple step, I should say. But simple isn't always easy. It's a matter of giving up what we think we know and surrendering into the unknown. At that point, your brain will automatically create a new pattern. 
So once yeah, we how do you do that? How do you deconstruct and give it up? Yeah, the instructions Because I guess if you've got a, a subconscious mind that's operated in a certain pattern for 40 years, like many of my patterns, yeah, it'd be yeah. a hard one to change. Uh, no, actually, it's 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 very simple. Your brain is really always trying to upgrade itself. That is, it's always trying to make those corrections, okay? Um, how it makes a correction right now, though, is that the action that you're taking just doesn't align. And so spontaneously, it will let go of that pattern and create a new one, right? You've heard yeah. of brain plasticity. The brain's always rewiring. The only issue is, is that nobody's taught us how to do that systematically. Nobody's taught us the process on how to do that. But once the brain knows how to do it, it actually delights in repatterning and rewiring itself because it's constantly trying to upgrade its patterns and correct what doesn't work. And that is its actual design. Human beings are highly adaptable precisely because we have brain plasticity. Right. Unlike yeah. animals that get trapped, we can adapt to everything because our yeah. brain is constantly trying to upgrade. Mm. So great. We just teach it how to do that. We just give it the tool to make that happen more often than it's happening right now. That's all we're doing. Okay. The um yeah. So tell us, like, give us like, can we put this into context of a pattern that people might want to change with a relationship or with a an yeah. addiction, maybe? Can it work for yeah, addictions? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how yeah, do we describe, I mean, I can construct you a, a pattern and create a new pattern? For right. So that we're struggling I'll with? give you an example. Well, I mean, you know, let's just take addiction since you brought them up. Um, I was highly addicted to red wine. I, I, if you had seen me, you would say I was a social addict, right? At five o'clock, I would open the bottle and I would drink the bottle and I would not stop until that bottle was empty. If I was out partying, I would, might even go through a bottle and a half, okay? I was, I was very, very drawn to red wine. Fine, yeah. what do you do? First, see it as a pattern, not as, as a, an identity issue, right? I'm an alcoholic. No, I have a pattern that is drinking every night. Gotcha. Okay, that yeah. pattern doesn't work. Next, you're going to flip that switch. You're going to own it as a pattern. You're going to note that you created it somewhere in your past doesn't matter where third step you're going to tease that pattern apart fourth step you're going to let the brain do what the brain does it's going to create a new pattern the brain will always take care of you that's something that everybody needs to know there's nothing in our subconscious that is trying to sabotage us in any way it's just an old pattern that doesn't work so what happened I literally one day I just woke up and it took me a while because it was a very ingrained pattern. It was a, it was a deep habit that I had. But one day I woke up and I went, yeah, I don't want to drink. And it literally I, I you could put a bottle of wine in front of me now and I'm not tempted. I just don't have a desire to drink. That's the difference mm. inside a normal addiction. We're hanging on. Right. Trying not to like controlling, trying not to uh, take the substance or do the thing. Um, it doesn't work very well because it just takes too much commitment. Okay. But it doesn't have to be as deep as, as addictions. I mean, it, yeah. it can be anything. I had, I worked with one couple and one of the things that drove her crazy about her spouse 
was he was extremely impatient and he would stand at the bottom of the stairs and scream at the kids to come down to dinner if they didn't jump out of their rooms and come running he was back at those bottom of those stairs screaming again and this used to drive her crazy anyway we looked at it as a pattern he removed that pattern and the kids like the the delight in their relationship now is incredible because the kids mm. are just relaxed and he's not impatient anymore so really it can work for anything that is not working for you or for your the people around you yeah it's removing the pattern that i think must be tricky um it's a process of of allowing this subconscious to see um to see two realities at the same time. Now I might lose you, so you might have a question here. There is a reality given by the pattern. Let's take that guy who was extremely impatient. Yeah. In his mind, he, they, those kids were the ones who were late. Those kids were the ones who needed correcting. And that was absolutely true according to the pattern. Okay, the pattern's perspective is a particular point of view and it's true for that pattern. But the other perspective is the much larger picture, which only the unconscious mind can see, only the subconscious regions of the, of the mind can see. And that's the bigger picture, the entirety mm. of the situation, right? A pattern never aligns with the entirety of the situation. It's always a, seeing a partial perspective through, let's call it the ego, for lack of a better term, okay? Yeah. When we do step three, we just step back with detachment, we just observe, but not even observe consciously, we observe subconsciously, we use the body in order to observe. And um, what happens is the subconscious is sees these two realities arising at the same time, it sees the partiality of the pattern, it sees the totality of the situation, it sees that those two don't line up, and it just goes, Oh, this pattern doesn't work teases apart that neural pathway and creates a new one. So I, I, it sounds more complicated than it is. I mean, if you get the book. Yeah, I guess you've got to really, you know, step by you've got to step. work on this in a personal manner with someone like yourself that's experienced it. So once you identify, own and deconstruct, what's the final step in the process? Well, the final step is, is really to create that new pattern. However, let me just say something here. Your brain's already done that. The fourth step is actually um, not even necessary. However, the fourth step is to trust because the conscious mind, there is one thing, Lee, that, that the human brain that all of us equally fear. Do you want to guess mm. what it is? Every human being on the planet, regardless of who they are, is afraid of this. Public speaking? No, you think so, right? Or death or... I've heard yeah, that. No, it's the unknown. The brain okay. is not designed to step into the unknown. That's why we get trapped in those old actions, those old patterns, and take those old actions over and over again. It's because better the devil do you know than the devil you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... When we repattern, when we deconstruct a pattern, we invite the brain to go where it does not want to go, which is into the unknown, so that it can, from there, create a brand new pattern, okay? Mm -hmm. So in step four, we have to acknowledge that the brain has done that. And so it's a process of trusting that the, the brain has already created a new pattern and that that new pattern will take us forward into a new direction. And it does trusting there, yes. I think that's pretty important. Um, the unknown is something that 
I mean, do you ever get comfortable with it? Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, it can be very, very scary. Like, you know, my guides will say to me, oh, my gosh, Adele, like, I feel like I got to jump off a cliff. And it does feel like that. (laughs) But um, once you repattern, oh, just a handful of times, as soon as the brain knows, oh, okay, I got this. It's okay. I can let go of that old action. My and the brain knows that a new action will take its place. It's fine. It, It gets very comfortable applying the four steps. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, once you get in that practice of experiencing the unknown, you do get comfortable with it. And I guess a lot of people just haven't got there. You know, they still, you know, deal with the uncertainty and the unknown all the time and, and can't deal with it, I guess. Um, and particularly in this world that we're living now, there's, there's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's normal, but I feel like there's more uncertainty than ever before for a lot of people. And Absolutely. Um, you know, dealing with that is is tremendously hard. Even personally, I've I've found it you know a bit of a battle more recently yeah. with dealing with everything that's going on, um, the unknown of what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I we can explain why. Like when we understand brain patterns, it makes sense what's going on in the world today. Hmm. It used to be that the world was slow enough that the patterns that we created in our childhood would carry us all the way through to our adulthood. So once you created patterns in your youth and you lived in a small village and you know you did the same job that your parents did and you knew what to expect, patterning at that level where our brain stored a pattern and hold on to it worked very, very well. And it worked for everybody. And then the world started to speed up. And in 1960, it started to get exceptionally quick. And today it's just, whew, right? It's yeah. just flying off the, off the charts. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what happens? Well, now those patterns need to be upgraded consistently because the patterns that we created even yesterday are not enough for us to carry through till tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, nobody was prepared because nobody knew how to create new patterns. Exactly, yeah. So, um, so now techniques such as this one need to come into the fore because we need to upgrade those patterns daily on a daily basis. And it's just gonna get worse as the world speeds up more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. Pretty hardcore. Um, good work that you're doing. You're dealing with many clients and you've got a website here called Pattern Maker Hub. Is that right? Uh, yeah. If you go to adelspragan.com, the Pattern yeah. Maker Hub is my membership site, which is accessible. Oh, apologies. Yep. Okay. So it's just Adele Spragan. A Spragan rhymes with dragon, two Gs. Spragan dragon. Yep. S P R A G O N. Yeah. uh i'll stick that link in the show notes for everyone listening out there you've also got the book of course so we'll put that yeah. in the show show notes so you can um, pick up a copy and have a read of it i think it sounds like something i need to do um, yeah and i'll ship a copy depth. um I, I i offer the book for free with shipping Shipping to Australia is now open. There's a little international link there. It is $20, though, for us to ship from here. So, But if anybody wants a free copy with shipping, I'll autograph it and send it. Yeah, yeah. well, we've got a bunch of people that listen to the show in Australia and uh, a lot more people over in the States and Canada as well and all around around the world. So, um, Adele, it's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you for sharing your book and your insight into the, uh, the patterns and shift. Um, looking forward to uh, more from you coming coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adele. Uh, guys, check it out, thehiddenlive.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. Peace.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee martin Lutzi. until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon